about that. Um, tonight is the last night of the series we've been doing uh, called Final Thoughts, and the reason it's called that is just because it's my last series. So we've been just doing some last things that I, I wanted to leave you guys with that, you know, as I look back on six years of youth ministry and four years of being on staff here as the high school youth pastor, um, if I could sum up everything that I think is the most important things for you guys to take away as teenagers, I just picked my top three. And the first one we saw two weeks ago was Love God's Word. And uh, I, I know that almost sounds cliche at this point for youth pastors to say, um, but I, I don't think there's anything more important. Um, it's the vision of Ignite, it's the vision of this church, is to get you to fall in love with God's Word. It's the only thing that can change your life. It's the only thing that can uh, give you eternal and give you new life. And it's certainly the only thing that can guide your life and, and actually give you the wisdom and the guidance you need to not only be successful at life, as God would define success, but also to steer you in a direction that, that will make you grow in Christ and will, and will equip you for eternity. Um, and so you got to love God's word. That is the most important thing I could leave you guys with. Last week, we saw something I think is uh, second important, I guess. Second most important. Um, it's also important, but just not as much important as love God's word, I guess. So number two, because you can't take the Great Commission seriously unless you love God's word, right? So number two is take the Great Commission seriously. And take the Great Commission seriously just means to do the Great Commission with your life, to live intentionally, to live with the purpose of sharing the gospel with people so that they can get saved and then become a disciple of Christ. And we saw that that's not just something that pastors are to do or deacons or missionaries. It's something that God calls every Christian to do, to do the Great Commission, to, to go ye therefore and teach all nations, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the job of every Christian. So take it seriously because a lot of Christians in today's day and age, they don't. They tack God onto their schedule or they tack church onto their weekly schedule. Don't be an American Christian that just tacks God onto their already busy life. No, no, no. Realize that your number one occupation as a born-again believer in Jesus Christ is to be a representative or what the Bible calls an ambassador for Christ. That is your occupation, Christian. I don't care what you go to school for. I don't care if you go into the army. I don't care if you learn a trade. I don't care if you go to college to become a neurosurgeon. Your vocation is an ambassador for Christ. And then everything else is secondary to that. You can be a doctor, you can be a chemist, you can be a trash man, all while being an ambassador for Christ. Doesn't matter what your secular vocation is. We are to be taking the Great Commission seriously because we're living in the last days. Tonight uh, is, is the last thing that I want to leave you guys with. And, and I debated over a couple different things uh, that I would give you, but I think this is the most important of all the things I was thinking of. Um, and that's to be a prayer warrior. Um, this goes with our theme of camp coming next week for sure, um, but this isn't just uh, pragmatic to preach a message like this this week. This is certainly something that I think is one of the top three things uh, that is the most important for you in your life as a Christian, and that's to be a prayer warrior. And then we should take prayer seriously. And, and the reason that is is because prayer is the most powerful weapon, other than the Word of God itself, prayer is the most powerful weapon that you have access to. It's, it's like the Infinity Gauntlet, if we're just going to go with our Marvel theme. The Infinity Gauntlet takes all the most powerful stones in the universe, puts them into one thing, and is like, hey, this is the most powerful weapon out there because it harnesses the, the power of the gods, so it were. But man, prayer, you know what prayer does? 
Prayer gives you direct access to the throne of God who spoke the universe into creation. I mean, the very God who spoke words and the mountains were formed and spoke words and the planets were formed and the stars and the sun and the moon and the sky and the animals. That same God is listening for your prayers. And the Bible says that we can come boldly into his throne at any time because of what Jesus did on the cross and he hears our prayers and he wants to answer our prayers. That is the most powerful weapon that we could possibly have because we have direct access to God's power at any point in the day, at any point in our lives. And so we need to take prayer seriously. So tonight I I want us to Ask the Lord to teach us to pray, similar to the way his disciples did. In in Luke chapter 11 and verse 1, it'll be on the screen. It says that it came to pass that as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Listen, these 12 disciples that Jesus had, they were Jews. Do do you think that they seriously didn't know how to bow their head? (laughs) Hey, God, what's, now what's this praying thing? I keep hearing you talking about. No, they wanted to know how to pray like him. Lord, after, after seeing him model the prayer, notice what the verse says. He was praying in a pl- certain place and then he ceased and one of his disciples came. They saw him praying and they're like, Lord, teach us to pray like that. And then God, Jesus, goes on to teach them how to pray. And so tonight I want us to look at God's word and say, Lord, teach me to pray. Teach us to pray. Have you ever wondered how to pray? Man, it's easy. And I'm going to break it down into an acronym. And if you've been in Ignite for a while, you've heard me uh, uh, say this acronym before. If you haven't, if you're a freshman or new, this is your first time. But what I like to say is that we should pray big. Pray big. And that's an acronym. And hopefully it'll help you remember these three ways to pray that the Bible outlines for us. To pray big. And the first one, letter B, stands for believing believing. We have to pray with faith. We have to pray believing because Matthew 21 and verse 22 tells us, and all things, how many things? All things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. So Christ puts a condition on this statement. The qualifier for receiving everything that we pray for is that we pray believing. Whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. So do you actually believe that God will answer your prayers? I want you to think about this in a very practical way tonight. I don't want you to just think about this in a, well, okay, let's teach it in the Bible. No, 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 think about this. When I pray, if I pray, when I pray, do I actually believe that God can and that God will answer my prayers, my requests? What do you pray for on a daily basis? What do you pray for regularly? Do you actually believe that God can and will answer that prayer. Do you believe that God will save your lost friends, your lost family members? How about at camp? Do you believe that if you pray for it, that God will answer your prayers to save your lost friends at camp? Do you believe that God can and wants to do the impossible? Let me ask you this. How many times do you think, and, and again, just it's a, you know, it's, it's not a question we necessarily have the answer for, but Just think about this. How many times do you think, understanding this Bible verse, this principle, how many times do you think that God didn't answer your prayer or you didn't receive the answer you wanted simply because you didn't believe 
enough. You didn't, but, and I'm not talking about like believing in Santa, you know, like the elf, you know, you guys ever seen the Will Ferrell elf movie? And it's like, well, the sleigh can't fly if the kids don't believe enough. It's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not like God doesn't have any power unless we believe enough. No, God wants you to pray to him believing that he will do it because it's not just a duty. It's not just a responsibility that, well, I'm praying because God said so. No, I'm praying because I'm literally sincerely begging God to do the impossible, and I believe that he will. How many times do you think our prayers have been hindered because we pray out of routine and duty and we don't actually believe that God will do it? John chapter 14 tells us, Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, this is Jesus speaking, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What a promise. Do you believe that? Do you believe that whatsoever thing you ask in his name, he will do it? We might say that with our lips. But do we actually believe that in our heart? Now listen, the qualifier in this verse is if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You know what, in my name, you know what I used to think when I was a little kid? That meant when I was, you know, real little and I was over in junior church over there. You know what I used to think? Well, I gotta make sure I say in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of every single one of my prayers. Or else he's not gonna do it. That's not what it means. It means if you ask anything in my name, meaning Jesus' name is being associated with that prayer, as in, is this God's will? Are you praying in God's will? Are you praying for something that Jesus would bless according to what we know in Scripture? As in, well, I don't know, Kale. I've prayed that God would give me a lot of money for a long time, and he never has. Okay, well, that's great. The Bible doesn't say anywhere that it's God's will for you to have a lot of money. You know what is God's will? that all men should be saved, right? You know what is God's will? That the gospel would be preached to the uttermost? You know what is God's will? That your lost friend would come to know him as their savior? Do you pray for those things? Do you pray for it believing that he will do it? Oh, Kale, you don't understand. I've been praying for my dad for years, and it doesn't look like he's ever interested in ever getting saved, ever interested in even going to church. Keep praying. Keep praying. Do you believe that God will answer your prayers. Because if you do, you're one step closer to seeing God work. Letter I. We need to not only pray believing, we need to pray incessantly. And that's just a big word that just means without ceasing, without stopping. I'm going to continue to pray. And we get this principle simply from 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. Everyone can memorize that verse. Repeat after me. Pray without ceasing. Good job. You got your first camp memory verse down, right? Actually, I don't know if that one's in there because it's pretty easy. But you just memorized a Bible verse. Pray without ceasing. It's pretty straightforward. But on, on the surface, that sounds really, really simple. But man, you understand how deep that verse is? What, what does that actually mean? I don't know if I've done anything without ceasing other than breathe, right? And if you're a high school girl, talk, you know. <laughs> it's my last night. Shut up. Um, I can say whatever I want, right? <laughs> it's not my, I'm, not, I'm not even treating this like my last night because I'm going to preach to you guys four times next week, right? But here's the deal, man. Can we, what does it actually mean? What does it actually look like to pray without ceasing? You know what it means? It means that we actually have times where we get on our knees and pray with God, and it means that all the other in-between times, we're in constant communication with Him. You know how when your parents are talking to you and you're ignoring them because you're having a conversation with somebody else while you're texting? You know how you always have like a conversation going on? Yeah, yeah, I know. You're all looking at me like, I don't do that. Yeah, I know. 
Listen, that's like it is with God. Listen, man, when you go throughout your day, I know you're going to work, you're going to school, you're doing whatever, but man, whenever you're just, you don't have to think because you're talking to someone, do you talk to God? I mean, I know that's like, well, who does that? Listen, man, there are people who actually take God's word seriously and pray without ceasing and have constant communication with them because they love God and they want to see him work in their lives. Not only does God want you to pray for somebody specifically or pray for a specific thing one time, he he doesn't just want you to throw up the occasional prayer prayer flare, right? Like you're shooting off a flare gun, like, oh God, I need this thing. Well, that's great, but God wants you to always pray. I mean, how would your mom or dad feel if you only went and talked to them when you needed something? Maybe some of you do that. (laughs) I don't know. How would they feel? Like you only ever talk to them when you need something. That's what we do with God all the time. We only pray. Like It's almost like we think that prayer means I pray when I need something. Do you ever just pray to talk to God? Do you ever just pray to to commune? I, I know it sounds weird to say to get to know him, but man, if you just pray all the time, you do get to know God more through his word. And, and man, you ever get anxiety or depression or whatever or a panic attack? Do you ever just pray? Do you ever just talk to God because he wants to hear you? Not just because we have a request. Requests are good. God wants to hear them. But man, do you just ever just talk to God? He wants you to do it without ceasing, man. He wants you to just pray all the time. Man, talk to God. He wants to talk to you on a regular basis. But, and then specifically, when you have a request that means a lot to you, don't just ask once. Be like, oh man, God, I, I'm praying for this thing or I'm praying for this person. You guys remember when we uh, were praying for uh, Connor Bartlett? That last summer camp is when we, uh, we announced to all you guys that, hey, Connor Bartlett, Brett's son, is 16 and has cancer. We need to pray. He might die. Listen, he just kicked cancer like a month or two ago because thousands, thousands of people all over the world were constantly praying. I'm telling you, from a medical standpoint, that kid should have died several times. <laughs> but thousands of believers around the world, in Africa even, were on their face before God continuously praying for that kid's life. And God, God's like, okay, he answered the prayer. Praise the Lord. But you know what? How many times do we have an important request to God and we pray about it once and then that's it. We just like leave it there. Like, oh God, I really pray that you would, you would save my lost friend and that's it. You only say one time and then you're like, why didn't God answer that prayer? Man, pray incessantly, pray without ceasing. Continually pray about that thing if it means something to you. You know how when you really want a video game or something and you just nag your mom incessantly about it? That's what it's like. Nag God incessantly. He wants to hear it. If it's in his will. If not, it's probably just irritating. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. It says, praying always, always. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. A supplication is like a request. In the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So supplication is a type of prayer. It just means a request. And so he says, as you're praying and requesting things of God, what do you do? Watch with all perseverance. So pray always, pray without ceasing, pray without stopping. But check out those two words, watching and perseverance. Watch and perseverance. Because you need to pray always, but actually look for God to work. 
Watch for God to work. Look for God to answer your prayer. And then perseverance. You need to persevere. That's that praying incessantly without ceasing. I'm not going to stop praying until God tells me something, until God does something. We used to, when I was in high school, we used to have prayer meetings and we called them push meetings. And push, and I know we didn't invent that. Other people do it too. Push just stands for pray until something happens. I love that. Pray until something happens. Well, I prayed once or twice about that, and God didn't answer my prayer. Oh, okay. Well, you must really care about that thing to pray, pray about it once or twice, right? No, man, pray incessantly. Persevere. Don't stop praying for your friend because it's been a month and they don't seem interested in the gospel. Let me ask you this. If I could see into the future, and I looked into my little crystal ball, and I told you, your friend will get saved, 100% guarantee, if you pray every day about it for the next 10 years. So 365 days times 10 years, 3,650 days. You have to pray every single day and not miss one, and your lost friend will get saved. He will not spend eternity in hell, but he will go to heaven. Would you do it? Man, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to find anyone in here who would say no. Like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll make it important. I, I'll put it on my checklist. I, I will not miss a day. If, if it takes 10 years of praying every day, what if it took one year of praying every day? Yes, I would do that. Man, then, then why don't we take this prayer thing seriously on a daily basis? Life gets busy. Life gets, you know, surrounded with stuff. Man, we gotta pray, guys. We have to be prayer warriors. No man, no woman has ever done anything of eternal weight for the Lord who wasn't a man or woman of prayer. I read that in a book once. It's absolutely true. Nobody's ever done anything great for the Lord who wasn't a man or a woman of prayer. Be a prayer warrior. Pray incessantly. Are the souls of men and women worth our prayers to God? Man, I tell you what, I've read of different men and women of, of history who were excellent missionaries and pastors. And, and uh, man, there's so many out there and, uh, that you could read about. And, and I've read about this one guy uh, who was such a prayer warrior that it, people literally said that by his bedside and by the desk in his office, the floor was like, indented where his knees went because he was literally on his knees before the Lord every day praying. My goodness, we need to be prayer warriors. Not only do we need to pray believing and incessantly, we need to pray God-sized, letter G. Believing, incessantly, and God-sized. Big prayers. Mark chapter 11 shows us an example. In verse 22, Jesus is talking. He answers and says unto his disciples, have faith in God. That's that believing part, right? For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Okay, so that goes back into the believing part, but notice that's a big prayer. He, he didn't say, whoever believes really, really hard for their mom to get over the flu, and prays for it, she will. No, no, no. He said, whoever believes and prays for that mountain to get picked up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. That's a God-sized prayer. That's a big prayer. So I want to ask you practically, are your prayers too small? Have you ever thought about that? What do you pray for on a regular basis? Well, I mean, I pray for my friends to get saved, and, um, you know, I pray that I would do well on this test, and, you know, I pray that before I go to bed that, you know, God would bless us and, you know, thank you. Oh, okay, great. But are your prayers too small? 
Are you asking God to do the impossible because we serve an impossibly big God? Are you asking for God to change your school through you? Well, I could never do that. Of course you couldn't, but God could. So are you praying for things that only God can do? And if he doesn't do it, it's going to fail. Because I'm telling you guys, Brooke and I, we're getting ready to move to a European country where only 3%, and that's a liberal guess, 3% of the population believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior and understand the gospel. If I go over there and I do everything under my own power, we will fail. It'll be awful. We're going over there and asking God to do things that only he can do. And so in your life, what are you praying for? Are you praying God-sized prayers that God would get the glory for and that when God comes through, it's going to be obvious because you prayed, you believed, you incessantly came before the throne and you prayed God-sized prayers and when God came through, he changed everything. That's what we're to be praying for. So let me give you a little bit of a praying checklist here. You can ask yourself these questions about your prayer life. Am I praying without doubting? Am I praying, believing that God can and will and wants to do what I'm praying for? And if you're like, well, I don't know if he wants to do that, well, then, you know, check your heart, as John Chris would say, and, and ask yourself, am I praying according to God's will? And if the answer is yes, then am I praying, believing, faithful that God can and will do it? And then number two, am I praying incessantly? Well, I know I only prayed about that one time. Pray more. <laughs> Pray every day. I know it's crazy. There's lots of things we do every day. We brush our teeth every day. Well, you should, right? Brush your teeth every day. My little toothbrush has like a two-minute timer and even tells me when I'm done brushing my teeth. Can, can you pray for two minutes a day? I mean, you talk to your boyfriend or girlfriend for hours on the phone every day, but you, I mean, you can't talk to God for five minutes? Do you pray incessantly? Number three, am I praying God-sized prayers? Am I praying things that aren't just, God, help me pass this test or God, help my grandma's swollen toe? No, I, am I praying God-sized prayers? Because listen, guys, when Connor Bartlett got, w was healed and when he kicked cancer, it was obvious that God did it. The doctors at the hospital said, I don't understand, this kid should have died. I mean, so many complications happened. It's, it's, it's weird to hear about this because we live two, three hundred miles away from it. So you're just like, oh, that's cool that he got better. And then you kind of forget about it. But like, literally, he should have died. And modern medical science doesn't know why he didn't. That's because God intervened. And people prayed God-sized prayers for that kid. And it's amazing that he's alive now. God wants to answer God-sized prayers. So just remember how big the God you serve is. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14 says, this is the confidence, confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, there it is, that's the in my name thing. According to his will, he heareth us. We, have, we can have confidence that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter who you are. He hears you, Christian. And if we know that he hears us, verse 15, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Basically, he's saying this. We can have this confidence that if we pray according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we'll have whatever requests that we're asking of him. So man, if we have this promise in scripture, how are we not asking him for bigger things than we do? And why aren't we asking for it more often? Why aren't we daily begging God to do the impossible and believing that he'll do it? Well, man, it's just because we don't pray big. We don't pray big cons consistently and we need to. I if anything, if we do pray, we tend to pray like the world prays, 
right? We pray, instead of believing, we pray doubtfully. Instead of praying incessantly, we pray occasionally. And instead of praying God-sized, we pray tiny prayers. And you know what? Doubtful, occasional, and tiny, that, that, that spells out dot instead of big. So most of our prayers are like little teeny dots. I know it's corny, but whatever. <laughs> our, our prayers are so tiny. Guys, we need to pray big. We need to pray bigger than we do. We need to be prayer warriors. Praying biblically is praying big. And so tonight, I, I, I preached a little shorter than I usually do because, listen, t- next week is camp. What better time to clear off 10 minutes of our time and just get together in groups and just pray for God to do big things at camp. And so I've got a couple things for us to pray for tonight. And in just a few minutes, what we're going to do is just break up into groups of four or five, whatever, uh, counselors. Just have one counselor per group and, you know, just, you know, try and make sure there's a counselor in each group if we can. Uh, and I've got three things for you to pray for there. They're on your sheet and I, they might be on the PowerPoint. Um, but for the first one there is pray for students and yourself included to listen to what God is speaking to them at camp and to act upon it. Man, pray for, pray for more students to get registered to come to camp and pray for lost kids to, to come and to, to hear the gospel and to get saved. Pray that those kids that are coming to camp who don't know the gospel, would, that God would be preparing their hearts to hear it and to understand it and to desire it. Pray for saved kids like yourself, the other kids coming who are saved, to, to take the next step of faith in their walk with Christ. Whether that's getting back on the path and, you know, stopping living for themselves or, or just trusting God even more than they currently do. Pray for lost kids, saved kids alike. Pray for yourself that you'd be ready to hear what God has to teach you. Uh, number two, pray for me. The, I'm, I'm teaching. Pray for the camp messages and the sessions and, and cabin time. I promise I'm not being prideful here. It's quite the opposite, actually. I, I need God to speak through me. Guys, I pray every week before I get up here that God would speak and that it wouldn't be me giving my opinions. I, I need you to pray for me that God would speak through me uh, and, and that his word would go forth and that people, it would change people's lives because God's word is the only thing that can change people's lives. So pray that God would speak um, and that we would each take away from camp what God has for us. Pray for the sessions. Pray for, pray for cabin time, man. Cabin time is awesome for kids to be open and transparent and, and willing to, to talk and to have discussion, to be honest about their struggles and, and their fears, and just be willing to listen to God. And then number three, man, pray for a fun and a safe year at camp. Pray for a safe bus ride up to camp. Pray for safety during games and activities. We don't want people getting hurt. You know, occasionally someone does. We don't do things intentionally for people to get hurt, but sometimes it does. And, you know, Nurse Austin and Nurse Kristen will be there to, to patch us up if we do. But, um, you know, pray for safety. Uh, Pray for lost kids who don't usually go to church that they would have fun and enjoy camp and that, man, maybe they would even want to come to church and come to Ignite and come to Extreme when they get back because they didn't realize church could be so fun and that hearing God's word could be that awesome and worshiping God could be that much fun. So pray for those things, those three things. So, so we're going to take the next 10 minutes. We're going to break up into groups. We're going to pray. This is how you'll know we're, we're done because I'm going to come up and I'll, I'll finish us in prayer uh, worship team, when you hear me praying, go ahead and just come back up on the stage um, while I'm praying, and then when I'm done, we'll, we'll finish with the last song. Does that sound good? Everybody understand what we're doing? All right, let's do it. <laughs> 